22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations here on Metro FM Talk. And tonight we take a look at the Artificial Intelligence Institute of South Africa, uh, which is a brainchild of the Department of Communications and Digital Technology alongside institutions, the University of Johannesburg and the Twane University of Technology. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, launched uh, rather recently over the last while. And uh, the UJ and the TUT Artificial Intelligence Hubs also launched. Uh, by uh, uh, Professor Chilizi Mahwala, uh, the Vice-Chancellor of the University of Johannesburg, and also Professor Tenigo Maruleke from the Twane University of Technology. I'm joined tonight on the line by the Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies, uh, Kumbu Zonchabeni, to talk a bit more about, uh, I guess, uh, this, which we understand was a brainchild of the Presidential Commission of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and also uh, what it took to get here and uh, what this will mean for our national system of innovation. Minister... Good evening. Welcome. Good evening to you, Aya, and to your listeners. I certainly hope you're well. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I'm just exhausted. The, the launch was quite thrilling. And it was, you know, when, when something has a vibe, you, you exhaust yourself with the energy that you Yes, Yes, I can imagine. Minister, maybe just give us a, a brief background to this, because we also know in the budget speech vote, uh, or, or the budget vote speech, I should rather say, of your ministry, uh, that uh, this was something that was flagged, this uh, Artificial Intelligence Institute. And similarly, uh, we also know it uh, was one of the recommendations of the Commission on the Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, which uh, was appointed by the President. Um, talk to us about w- from where this comes and, more importantly, what um, is sought to be achieved here. So, as you correctly said, the, the PC4R Commission made the recommendation that we need to establish a National Institute for Artificial Intelligence so that we can then guide uh, the, 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 the collaboration on uh, technology development, for, on emerging technology development, and the impact of AI, given the value that AI brings. Mm. Uh, at, at current price, at current uh, rent values, it's estimated that if we implement AI projects in South Africa, we can save 19 billion rand per annum on productivity, in, on the improvement of pro- gains that we, savings that we make in improving productivity. And we'll make uh, more than 7.3 billion U.S. dollars mm. in terms of uh, economic growth in, 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 in over the MTS period, which is a, a three-year period, if, if we, we do this right. So that, 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 that was efficient. And so what we then opted to do was to say, government cannot establish an institute for artificial intelligence. We don't have the capability and the capacity. You don't want to go and just start something from scratch. We then looked at which universities are leading in terms of AI work, in terms of their own research, mm. but also other initiatives. And we found that UJ and, uh, and, and TUT are among the ones that are leading. And why those specifically? is Because the student populations of both UJ and TUT are quite large, so the impact of, of, that, is, uh, of, of, of that collaboration is quite massive, even given the, the location of these uh, two institutions. So we opted to then say we'll do the... Uh, the institute uh, located at these universities, uh, each one of them serving as hubs. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the individual hubs, then they identify the areas of their own expertise that they can then specialize on so that you don't, you know, universities and institutions like to compete. So mm-hmm. here we're saying you can't comp- you know, we're not competing, we're collaborating. When you're stronger, you lead that, uh, that, that sector and then so that we can express the, the funding uh, or the budget higher. But we then also brought industry to say it's not about uh, uh, the, the research. 
It's about industry that's going to benefit. It's about government itself because government has employees so we can improve productivity there. But industry does not only have employees. There's, it talk about what is the future uh, manufacturing factory, what is the, uh, what is the future uh, production uh, system mm. in, in those kinds of things. Uh, so then we, we said we're bringing industry. And when we say industry, we're not restricting it to tech industry or technology or ICT industry. We're expi- we, we include mining in there. We include health sector. We include a number of, uh, of industries that will, that will benefit from the work of the AI Institute, given the, their interest or the work that they've already been doing in, mm. in, in those sectors. So that's what we have done. But the then, because the two institutions on their own, are not going to, they cannot cover everybody. So we're going to bring four more new centers of excellence okay. that will be linked to the, to the hubs. We have other institutions of higher learning will announce them next year. We've also sent um, letters to my counterparts in, within the, the continent of Africa in the region of Sardex and uh, some few other countries outside mm. of Africa to say, give us uh, your university, not a university that can be designated a center of excellence so that we can also solve problems of not only South Africa, but of the region of Sadek and also the continent of Africa, yeah. so that we can make the impact. And maybe let me, you said, what is the future plan? So part of the things that we are looking at is to say, is the healthcare sector, remember, the profiling and sequencing, if you recall, mm. at that time. But, and for me, it was an eye-opener that, we were able, from that work, we were able to develop vaccines or customize vaccines to deal with COVID-19. But how many, how many people have lost lives because of malaria in Africa, mm-hmm. because of Ebola in our continent, because of HIV AIDS? So if we could put our minds to it, we could have then develop vaccines for Ebola, for HIV AIDS, for malaria. But if you look at it, the people who've got that capacity and the skill, are, they, they don't have an interest in solving African problems because they're not African. So as Africans, those are the things that we're looking at today. I've just given them a challenge, and I was laughing with Professor Maluleke of CET and say, look, uh, so he says, oh, so Minister, with this speech of yours, it means we're going to do four vaccines. I say, yeah, it's four vaccines. It's a minimum. And he says, in what I said, you can decide which order. But the issue is that malaria cannot continue to kill people in Africa. Mm. Ebola cannot continue to kill people in Africa when we could make the interventions, even if it's about a developing a public health management system to effectively deal sure, with Ebola sure. and effectively deal with HIV AIDS. I don't know if you learned this morning. They were releasing stats in terms of how many, in, in the number of infections of HIV AIDS in the country. That's mm. rising. Mm. And though there's a number that is an increase in those enrolling in the treatment plan, but bottom line is that we should not still be experiencing a high infection rate of HIV in this country. That's one. But today, Aya, we, when we opened the UJ hub, there were kids, uh, yeah, I chose my age, I call young, <laughs> young people kids, uh, at, at, who were doing a hackathon mm. uh, on behalf of our theater, the um, chemical industry. Uh, uh, training uh, authority, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah training mm. authority. And those kids, they did a, an app uh, for a virtual lab. So you don't need to go into a science lab or a mm. chemistry lab or a physics lab to be able to do an experiment yourself and have the same feeling. And I was saying to myself, and I challenge the University of Johannesburg to say, what if we package this? Because there are a number of schools that are teaching uh, science and and, and don't have labs, yeah. They do not have labs. And Mm. I said, how quick can we have this package for commercial market and put it available? And if I have to find uh, the tablets or even Mm. uh, laptops, notebooks, 
for these learners in the labs. I can put uh, maybe 10 in a, in a school, then they'll use the 10, uh, the 10 spaces. So, Minister, and they'll be, mm-hmm. I, I want to follow up on that because, I, I mean, I think what, what you're suggesting, this example just of the commercialization story is probably often where our national system of innovation gets tripped up. Uh, because I think the point you make in that example, uh, there are many other examples of the applications of AI. I mean, algorithmic trading in the healthcare space and agriculture, you know, precise agriculture, predictive analytics, all of that stuff. Um, And often in South Africa, the case is we, we have very good research institutions. You've mentioned two of them now. We also have many good state owned research institutions, CSIR and others. Um, but often the question is after patenting and getting that IP, for instance, on that uh, virtual lab, um, what do we then do to com- make sure that that is commercialized, that it has the necessary scale, both in this market and even in other markets, uh, to become a viable commercial proposition? So that, that's what I've been grappling with. And I've argued that government, as, a, as the largest consumer of goods and services, we must take a conscious decision, and I'm hoping that LNXK will go, will, will have found each other with science and innovation and national treasury. Mm. We need to take a decision to say, when it's manufactured or innovated in South Africa, when it's innovated and manufactured in South Africa or developed in South Africa, there cannot be questions about it. There cannot be a tender that is gone to. We must then take a decision. It's done in South Africa. We put a system of evaluating that. Does it fit a content that says it's South African content, it's a South African uh, product? And then we take a decision that if government is a consumer, government must take up. Because, look, I'll, I'll give you an example. The, the TIA, the Technology Innovation Agency, funded a, a, a plant to, that can deal with sludge in, 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 in dams. Mm. And they invested $10 million, And then the, the, the water authorities cannot use that sludge machine because they must go on tender. When they go on a tender, some innovation that comes from Germany is going to build them oh. in a tender. And I said, you know... The, the impact of the water boards in the country, if they're taken up at the Hattibias Dam, for instance, will not be complaining about all the problems that they have because that thing would have done it. But, mm. we, are, but we have made a commitment as part of this AI Institute. That's why uh, when I, I've been explaining and I've said this in my speech, this is not about research. This is about ideation and experimentation. Mm. You can't experiment in a lab. You experiment in real-life application. And if you do real-life application, you, must, you can then do how to, how to expand it. So part of the work that the, the Institute is doing is a commercialization model to say how do you commercialize certain uh, different parts uh, or different products that will emerge from there and how do you get them to market quicker. That's why the partnership mm. with industry is important. For instance, yeah. UJ has done digital mining uh, technologies uh, to use uh, not only vehicles but robotics and mm. all those things. And that's what we're saying. Mining companies come partner with us, and we've been talking to them, and they, they've been game on, on partnering with us. So these products that are beneficial for the mining sector, they must be then they must take them and, and consume them and use them, and we must just package them for real use, mm. and we should go and put them in, in that in, in, in the real life uh, yeah. application of daily application, and they be tested. They when they pass the test, they must be deployed because it, it will never be perfect. By the way, it only becomes perfect when you've when you've mm, done. Mm. You, you know, Minister. The other thing I'm quite interested in, uh, and I like the point you make that um, even st- public procurement has to be part of the commercialization and deployment story of uh, some of these innovations. But the other leg that I'm quite interested in hearing your thoughts on are some of the complementary policy instruments that could enable that. Uh, the draft um, 
policy on uh, cloud and uh, I guess national data and cloud policy also came out. And when it came out, it was positioned as an enabler of all of these tech, tech forms of exponential tech, you know, Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, all of that. Um, and I'm interested in your thoughts on what role policy then plays there. But in addition, many of the institutions that would sit under the DCDT, I mean, what becomes the role, for instance, of a broadband infraco? What, what's the role of an SABC in, in this uh, advance towards artificial intelligence? And might this place be a place where some of this innovative AI might be deployed? So let, 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 let me, uh, thank you for that question. I would like to start, start responding with the latter part okay, of your sure. question. For instance, you, you mentioned BBI. BBI were responsible or mandated to make sure that South Africa has a national backhaul that covers every part of the country, mm. irrespective of whether it's commercially viable or not. Yes, they did not do that, but we are... Um, we are, re- we are reworking that. <laughs> We're putting it out. It's putting it out through the SA Connect project, which was initially only focusing on government institutions. We have now expanded it to communities and households. And while we're saying it must be driven with BBI and we're bringing in the, the smaller ISPs to, to, to partner with BBI, is because we're saying if we've got the national backhaul that gets to everywhere, it, can, it will mean the deployment of 4G and 5G. In fact, for me, 4G is also uh, an. And it's going to be outdated tech uh, networks in two, in two to three years. So it's 5G and 6G that we must start worrying about. Mm. So the deployment of 5G will then go to rural areas, which will mean IoT can start to run. I don't know which part of the Eastern Cape you come from, Aya. Kobani, they, Krisani. In Krisani, mm. in Kobani, then the, if there is 5G, it will mean these young people who are either in agriculture mm. and with the Eastern Cape, I like to use, you know, that soil that you use, the white and the mud and the yes and the, yes the red. yeah 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 that one that's for skin mm. young people can then package it and do interesting things and be able to sell it online they can establish mm. a, a virtual shop or a virtual store they can do all sorts of things from kobani where they reside because they've got that natural resource there and they'll have a way of protecting it mm. so that's one thing they're doing but also when that network is deployed it's not only just but about the network itself the network must, there must be services that are deployed on top of that network. Why are we not managing our rail infrastructure using that network? Because mm-hmm. we, we do way leads on transmit. Why are we not managing our, our energy security using the, the, the BBI capability, network management capability? Because we use ESCOM uh, uh, fiber. Why are we not saying ESCOM, we're going to put a smart grid management so that you don't have to switch everybody else? You can tell us how much. Uh, uh, energy of lo- uh, load that you have lost, and we can who, how much we must uh, we must save, and then we'll switch off the geysers and whatever in the areas and do whatever, and the swimming pa- uh, pool pumps and all the things that you switch off, and the stoves and the ones that are high consumers, uh, electricity consum- uh, consumers, so that we can then have people remaining with their lights, with maybe with their television, because the television now with my. Uh, BBM, digital migration, the DTT mm. has a radio on there so they can switch on and listen to radio from their television side because of the solution. So that's what it brings. And if you look at the SABC, and I've been fighting with the uh, uh, previous board of the SABC and I'm hoping uh, the new board when the recommendations come through and the president appoints will have a better take uh, even with the management of the SABC. I was saying, look, uh, what, what animation... It's, it's part of this AI thing. Mm. Um, script writing and translation, live translation. Imagine if they could have an accurate translation of your show, if uh, live, like real, what, simultaneous translation. 
of you speaking in English and be broadcast in, in different languages mm. immediately and have it there because that's what your languages help you. What the, the entertainment industry, what if we can get more script writers that can do the gaming and all these other platforms that are there and, and put them available. So the SABC, I'm fighting with them to say, we need more channels for dramas. We can have channels for all the other languages. We need a channel, a, a 24-7 channel, which is not in English, but in indigenous mm. languages. Where it's news that in our languages sure. and which you can watch on TV. But that will need translation services in terms of the languages. It will need, and those, those things tech can do for you. Mm. That's what AI can give you, mm. the quality and whatever. And they could run the cameras when the cameramen have to, to knock off because, yes, the camera people cannot so run. So, Minister, you're saying, you're saying that there would be a, a machine or like an AI system that could translate, for instance, Kilobedu or like yeah, a Kilobedu yeah. drama series. <laughs> Yeah, they should be. They're already working on it. <laughs> the, the, the kids at UGNT are already working on it. We are hoping one of the universities that is coming through next year, the Center of Excellence, I'm told I can't announce now. Uh, they are already, we are focusing on a department that is, that is media, uh, English, and African language, and linguistic studies. And for those purposes, so that they can they can do the translations across. Remember, even Google does not translate in all African languages no, and yeah, all African yeah. languages. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think it's Kosa and Zulu that they're translating into. So, but all of us, our languages are not there. But imagine if they could even translate to Kiswahili. Have you listened? Mm. you know that Mubango, for example, and Uzalu, they've got a largest viewership outside of South Africa yeah. through the competition multi-choice. Yeah. What if it could be translated to Igbo and Kiswahili, Nyasha, and Hambo, and all the other languages that are spoken in our continent, or even Lozi? Mm. Minister, let's leave it here for tonight. Um, I think when uh, that School of Excellence is launched, you must come back here and tell us uh, because I think many of our listeners would love to be translators of Kilobedu or translators of uh, Chivanda or any of the other languages that Google seemingly is shading. But thank you very much for your time. No, no, we're coming back earlier than that. We are launching, today we launched the Institute, but also launched the hub of Johannesburg. Okay. Early next year we're going to launch the hub of TUT, and that's when we'll also announce these other universities and the institutions of violence that we are going to, that are going to be the centers of excellence in the country. And our commitment is that we are inventing the future, Aya, and no one will stop us. Thank you very much, uh, Minister. Thank you. Minister of Communications and Digital Technology, Kumbuzon Chabeni, speaking to us here for our tech conversations.